technologically illiterate, marvelous Mike Dudley. I don't know how to turn my phone off. Don't call me between the hours of 2 and 6 a.m. I'm not helping you. <laughs> Joined, as always, by my co-host cohort and younger brother, the technically proficient, uh, or somewhat, MD3 Marcus Dudley checking in on you. What's going on out there in podcast land? Thank you all for joining us. We are broadcasting live from the luxurious What You Been Watching studios here in the shadows of Dope Campbell Stadium by Bragg Memorial in Tallahassee, Florida. How are you today, my brother? How are you, man? Doing well, sir. Doing well. Glad to hear that. Glad yeah. to hear that. Uh, anything in particular happening before we dive into the uh, the million dollar stuff? Oh man, I'm just recovering from the uh, the well, we can't say what it really, but what our uh, our bracket season, our, oh, we our bracket tournament. The episode will have will have aired by now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oof, it was a banger. It, it was uh, hard fought. I'm just exhausted. I feel like I went six rounds with like Tito Ortiz, and I got my ass pushed in. So. I'm just sick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got you. No, it was a fun tournament, man. Uh, Matthew was like, pick stuff I watch. <laughs> so, no, but we appreciate y'all tuning in. We were thinking. Like, we can't all do Cannibal Holocaust 2. It can't yeah, just be know, like right? whatever whatever weird Italian guarno film you've ever, or Jello film. <laughs> like, yeah. I, dude, I don't know. It would be, that would be fun to do if. But I would have to watch all the movies first, and then you would like hate it. Best camp or whatever. I would just get burned out. Like it, it serves a purpose. All the campy stuff. I just at a certain point, I'm like, that's all I got. So, <laughs> uh, but no, it was fun. Though. I'm, I'm glad. I think Empire. I mean, our final four was Godfather two, Empire, Terminator two, and Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. Uh, so yeah, all pretty solid contenders. But um, well, the Elite Eight was pretty good too, or, or whatever we call it, the Octagonal Ocho, whatever that we decided on. <laughs> Um, yeah, Infinity War, Aliens. Eight millimeter. What, what did we say it was? Yeah, yeah, eight millimeter. That's right. It was Snake Eyes, is what it was. <laughs> um, yeah, Empire, Fury Road, Terminator Two, Thor Ragnarok had a made the Elite Eight, which just bad matchups along the way. I man. mean, first round upset where Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance unseats the Dark Knight. The Dark I mean, Knight. nobody saw that one coming. That shit is. A, I did sadly, but I thought that's, that the, that's the small Christian college in like West Virginia that nobody saw coming. I get. I mean, that's why we play the game. That's why I was gonna bitch about it more because I wanted to tell you both how fucking stupid you are <laughs> live on air. But I would have just sound whiny. But well, thank God we live in a democracy where yeah. even idiots get to vote. <laughs> is that what that? Is? That's your takeaway. That's it. The uninformed voter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. Cheers to that shit, man. But no, it was fun, man. I, I, I'm glad that we got to do it. We don't respect you enough as an audience to bring in new flavors or flares. So we go. What's the <laughs> The, it was intentional. We were like, what's the, the way that we can reflect that the most? Because a lot of sequels don't. And we're like... Best sequels. Best sequels. That's it. Bring it back exactly the same way. But also, <laughs> no new characters, no nothing. But also, if ever you're going to do a best sequels bracket, why wouldn't it be the second annual? Like, it only makes sense. I mean, the joke sort of writes itself. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But, um... So we'll figure out what to do next year. But Best trilogy. Best trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should... Yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. Best trilogy. All threequels, baby. And not just the third movie. What's the best? Yeah, that's what we're doing. Spoiler alert. That's it. Oh, shit, man. Uh, Anything else you want to talk about before we dive into it? No, man, I'm good. Let's let's get get this train rolling. Well, then shit, my brother. Here is my friend, the million dollar question, the reason why everyone tunes in. What you been watching, my brother? Got on uh, Netflix kick recently and watched uh, The Bear. That's Hulu, right? Oh, I'm sorry, Hulu. Yes, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. It's all the same. Yeah, whatever. They don't throw us endorsement money. Fuck them. Not yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, the bear. Um, it's I got it. I, if I had done my research and I cared more about the audience, I would. Jeremy something, isn't it? Jeremy Irons. No, no. The, the lead character, Jeremy Renner. He did an interview with 2020. Oh, need let's to talk about that. Yeah, I didn't see it, but oh. I saw it. Was, <laughs> I saw it was alive. Welcome to the Speculation Podcast. Yeah, I can say what he talked about it. I guess Barbara Walters came back at a retirement and or death. Not sure where she went. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but no, what's that actor's name? Jeremy something? Or something Jeremy? Sure. And whatever. The guy from The Bear. Yeah. yeah. He's also, he was also uh, Lip in uh, in Shameless. Yeah. No, that's... Yeah, he's good in that show. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's really good in The Bear, too. I think as far as bringing a... Uh, 
a certain gravity and seriousness to a character. He does that very, very well. He always has that very, um, I hate to say haggard look, but just, you know, he's got kind of buggy eyes, kind of sullen cheeks, you know, so he always looks like he's either, you know, maybe, you know, strung out or stressed out or like he always like looks like... he works like, at a restaurant? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, like he fits that character very, very well. It's so funny, I, I think I told you about this. The little details in that show, they get completely right. Like, everybody drinking water out of the portion cups. And, like, every time somebody's coming behind somebody, it's always, behind, on your left. You know? Yeah. Uh, uh, so it's it's little stuff like that. And, like, I, I think they, they sort of lose themselves in the allure or the um, the fantasy or the, the, the fantasization of, of working in a restaurant in terms of, like, Everybody gets along. It's this really glorious, you know, like everybody feels so innovated and like so motivated to like express themselves through culinary art. And it's like, no, most people I know work in a restaurant just treat that shit like a job. They clock in, they do their stuff and then they go home. And and you're saying the bear captures that? Or or they do the fantasy. They they do the fantasy. Oh, okay, yeah. where everyone's yeah, yeah. like, oh, for family for this. Right, right. We have family here. Like I'm trying to. I'm trying I am to. I'm not up an Olive Garden. Right, 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 right. Here's or, here's something I learned recently, just while we're on that subject, because I was not very pleased with some things in my work life. But you didn't ask me, but still, sure. When somebody's like, we're a family here. Usually, when your employer starts mentioning that your family mm-hmm. it really means that they're just gonna that they've already been encroaching upon your boundaries and are taking advantage of you in some way and that's just some cop-out bullshit oh right. we're a family here we do things for each other i'm like hmm my car insurance is due april 26 right and right. uh guess what i won't be able to pay it so you're gonna cut that check family no okay <laughs> right. you're using it as right. some old bullshit right i'm sorry are we are we having a christmas dinner together or yeah do you know my kids names yeah. What's what the fuck? No, yeah. we ain't family. Yeah, we ain't family. Fuck no, about here. No, no, no. no. So anyway. And that's and that's. I think that's something that is important to understand is that like, you can have friends and you can have people you work with and you can have work friends. You can have any combination thereof. Like, you don't have to be friends with the people you work with. You got to get along with them. Civility, yeah. Yeah, civility-wise. You know, you can't curse them out every time you want to, even though you might want to. You could with family. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Sitting around the Thanksgiving table, like you know what? Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. You can air it out sometimes. I just had that event happen recently where somebody pulled that bullshit. We're family. I'm like, hold up. Yeah, that is just just keep an eye out for that. When you start hearing your employer say we're a family here, even then, like I've worked. In that means they're gonna ask you to do some semi illegal shit. Yeah, or just <laughs> encroach upon your boundaries to take advantage of you for not compensating me. Then family. Right. 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 Fucking hell, man. So, anyways. And even with my own family, I try to do business first. Like, if I were to buy a car from Michael, I would be like, "What? what is the price? You right. know what I mean? Right. Like, this is what I can do. Where were you at? Oh, I'll knock off 200 bucks for you. Okay, cool. Let's put that in paper. Let's, right. you know, but right. you better have your money with the 200 bucks. You know what I mean? Minus the 200. I need that money. Like, you got to. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. miss it's, me with that shit, right? Right, right, right. right. By the way. But, uh, so I don't really know the premise of that show. Is it just about a dude that works at a restaurant? Basically, it's basically, um... This dude inherits uh, a restaurant from his brother who owned it beforehand. And he got it from their dad. It's been in the family for, I want to say, like since their granddad or something like that. Um, but his brother committed suicide and he ended up inheriting it. And so it's basically, he, it's, it's like week one of him coming in after the funeral and sort of inheriting not only like all of the staff issues, but like also like the financial woes. And his brother had a real bad drug habit and owed a lot of money and a gambling addiction. And so like, he's, he's got people constantly knocking down his door. They got that aspect of the restaurant. They did get the owner owner having issues. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I said, it's the little details. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's basically just him trying to deal with, you know, every episode sort of deals with a new issue. You know, he fails a health inspection because his idiot brother didn't order the right type of caulk one time. Uh, you know, half of his staff is ready to quit because payroll's been late for the past three months or, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. So it's, it's sort of like uh, just what's the problem of the day and how he overcomes that. And you, they, they do a really good job of, of interweaving backstory through throughout the entire uh, uh, series. Like, they never just do a whole information dump. You learn little pieces here and there as everybody gets the chance to tell their story. Um, so Flesh out the characters. As yeah, it yeah. It, it's a really good character study. It's a really good uh, dynamic of, of what it's like to work with 
you know, family and and coworkers and sort of, you know, the, the, the intermingling of the two. So really, really interesting. I think it's a little bit claustrophobic. They, they tend to do a lot of like zoom back, like one to two to one to two to one to two shots or, or like over the shoulder, over the shoulder, over the shoulder. And then they'll like every conversation is just so fast and witty and just so boom, 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 that if you aren't really paying attention or you just have it on in the background, you're going to miss something. Ah, so it is kind of one of those things you you gotta kind of pay a little bit of attention to. It's weird. I know a lot of people say that they're like, "Oh man, like the dialogue in films and stuff like that." It's like people don't really talk like that. But if people, I mean, short of this podcast, mm-hmm. but if people really wrote a film like how people speak, you wouldn't go because right. it's like you can do that at your house. Well, or you get a Kevin Smith movie. Yeah, yeah, and so it's like, <laughs> and not one of the good ones. <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah, it's a little. Uh, it's kind of good that they do that. I know a lot of people harp on it, like nobody really talks like that, but eh, whatever. So, but no, I wanted to watch that show. I, there's a show coming out on FX that I'm very happy to to be in line for. That's a uh, Dave season three. I still have not seen any episode of Dave. I really, really need to. It's, They're selling it pretty hard. It's. Pretty fucking funny. Yeah. I, I know the people that have been reluctant, and I've not really pushed that hard on people. Like, oh, you're going to love it. There's one episode I guarantee everyone's going to love because it's just fucking like, it's just genius comedy. Okay. Um, but uh, there's, the people that I've told about it, like, yeah, I think you'd like it. I've always gotten a good report back from them. Being cool. like, you're right, I actually really did enjoy that. And it's surprisingly heartfelt, and the acting's on point, and it's pretty funny too. So, it's a pretty fun show. So, they announced season three, and I'm pretty stoked about it. So, the adventures of LD and Gator continue, <laughs> or Gator, my bad. So, he's dude. He uh, Gator, uh, his his assistant is hype man in real life. He has an episode in season one where it shows a little bit of his backstory, like how he met Lil Dicky and how he he was like, and uh, he breaks down and he's talking about real life stuff. He apparently is really bad bipolar disorder, and it shows him like have an episode in the mall over his mom about owing somebody some money and stuff like this and and he like freaks out and loses his shit and like they end up hospitalizing him and getting him on medication and Dave doesn't know that and so it's all backstory and the guy Gata I don't know his full his real name but that's sure. just what it goes by like actually knocks it out of the park as a performance like he Dave's like dude you're always up here down here like what the fuck's going on like I'm just trying to hang out and you're over here bouncing around and he just cuts him off and says, because I'm fucking bipolar, dude. Okay. And he just breaks down crying. Yeah. And it's like, in that moment, you're like, whoa. Like, I didn't expect that out of this show. And I'm, well, there's other stuff in there you'll still appreciate. But it's stuff like that where you're like, I did not expect that out of this. Right, right. Little, a little dicky produced show, you know. But he's, he's pretty talented, man. Like, I got to get it to him. So Cool. I yeah. got to check that out so, for yeah, sure. I'm stoked on that one. But uh, any, what else have you been watching, though, man? I know you say it on some FX kick or... Uh, recently got into the, the show Wilfred with Elijah Wood Elijah and uh, based yeah. off the Australian comedy. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it's it's a guy going through a really depressive episode, and he is in love with his neighbor, this really hot, cute blonde. And uh, she asks him one day to to watch his watch her dog just to like whatever. And it's like the day that he's planning on killing himself. So he's like, well, fuck, I can't kill myself now because now I got to watch this dog. And when the dog appears, it's just a dude, like, in a dog suit (laughs) who just dispenses, like, really, really wise advice, but it's always really bad wise advice. Like, the dude's obviously read, like, Nietzsche and, and, you know, Confucius and and Plato and Marcus Aurelius and all these, like, really great, you know, philosophical thinkers. But every time he employs the tactic of, of, like trying to use that knowledge it's always really really bad advice <laughs> um so yeah so the whole kick is is the guy's name is ryan is ryan crazy because he's the only one who sees wilfred as this dude in a suit like every interaction that the guy that the that wilfred has with every other actor in the show they treat him exactly like a dog and he's like licking this chick's face and like nuzzling in her yeah. boobs and she's just like oh he's so friendly meanwhile elijah wood is kicking back like i don't think that's appropriate like don't do that i've heard it's a little bit calvin and hobbs it is it is like is the tiger real or not it it is it is very calvin and hobbs and and they kind of get into a little bit about you know wilford's always fucking with him you know like no you really are crazy ryan you you 
you took too many meds and now I'm just a mirage in your mind. And, you know, Ryan's like, really? And then he smacks the shit out of him. He's like, no, otherwise you wouldn't have felt that. What's wrong with you? <laughs> a little bit like Happy also. Yeah. This is a really good show. Sad they got canceled. Yeah, that was another good one. That was uh, Christopher Maloney yeah. and uh, Patton Oswalt. Patton Oswalt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a little imaginary horse. Yeah, it was like a little pink or a blue pony uh-huh. or a unicorn or whatever. Yeah. No, uh, actually, I'll tell you about Wilfred. I know when it first came out, our Uncle Steve, and shout out to you, Unc, uh, he was a big fan of it. He was like, have you guys seen that show? I was like, no, no, no. And he was telling me that it's pretty enjoyable. So I might have to come around to it, man. There's just so much stuff on the backlog that I just need to sit down and commit to. Um, there's a lot, but that's a whole... Yeah. It could be an episode of what haven't I been watching, what haven't <laughs> I been keeping up with. Fucking Mandalorian started. Oh, my God. Oh, I haven't even so watched much. Andor yet. I mean, yeah, I haven't watched the Andor. The problem is... is and. I think you and I have talked about this a little bit is like, there's just so much content nowadays. Like it's not like it was back in the, in the, you know, early days of TV where you had, you know, six channels. So everybody saw everything, you know, like, did you see the latest episode of the, of, you know, I love Lucy? Of course I did. Cause there was one other thing on and right. You know, and people had time, even if you had cable, like, you know, you had what, by the time like real premium packages came, you have 150, sometimes 300 channels. A lot of a movie. But channels. even then, it was a it was a huge backlog of of like old movies. Of, yeah. Of, of yeah. like of you know stuff that they had just bought the rights for and just sat on and just like yeah. well, how do we make money off of this? Oh, we'll just throw it on the basic cable channel. Yeah, and like Sunday nights if you had HBO, like you knew what you were doing. Right. And right. then now it's like like even back in the day though, like you had 60 channels on cable. They all had time slots. Like we're not going to put Chappelle show at noon. You know, we're right. going to put that at 1030 on Wednesdays with South Park as the lead in. Right. And then the Daily Show. It's like, oh, cool. Like, there, there was a flow. They knew what your audience was at what time. And it was like, so you could kind of bounce around to the things you had interest in. You might have to miss some of it. But nowadays, like you said, it's just, they're all, everyone has their own intellectual properties. And everyone's like, it, we, and it's a good problem to have. We really do, in my opinion, live in the golden age of television. Like, oh, it's brilliant. For sure. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, again, it's, it's, you you're not for lack of want. There is on some channel, you might not have heard of it, but on some channel or some stream streaming service, there is a show that is tailor made for Just you. For you. Yep. And you might be one of six people watching it, but you will enjoy the shit out of that. Yeah. I still haven't even seen the boys three. I still haven't either. You've seen I, one and two though, right? I have seen one and two. One and two I, is I, wild. I, I still haven't watched invincible. I still haven't oh, seen, yeah. I stopped watching The Walking Dead after like season five or six and haven't picked that back yeah, up. Yeah, I have like, no interest there. It's just, I'm, I'm so far behind on trying to keep, but I can't. I'm just exhausted. I have to eat and poop and sleep at some point during Consume, the day. Consume, Michael. <laughs> Michael, they've learned to monetize our eyes. Give them the money they so crave. Ugh. They really have. That's a different existential story we'll talk about later of crisis. Anyways, what else have you been watching, my brother? <laughs> Oh man, that uh, that last rant made me feel like I, I just know. had a whole rail of cocaine. Oh, oh, speaking of which, speaking of other bears and cocaine, <laughs> I heard you saw that movie. I did, I did. What'd you think of it, man? I'm of two minds about it. I, I, on the one hand, I I really like it in, in terms of it's a really fun, campy movie that knows what it is. It's very much you know snakes on a plane or some you know something yeah, in that genre. Yeah. You know, uh, Piranha 3D or something like that. Um, that being said. It's only 90, like 95 minutes, and that movie is really boring. Like, really? Really boring. Anytime that the bear is not on, on camera, they, they keep cutting to the B and the C storylines, and it's basically just uh, Ray Liotta looking for drugs, or, or uh, Carrie Russell walking through the woods all wide-eyed like Naomi Watts, and just being like, Sarah? Where's my daughter? Sarah? 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 Yeah. <laughs> And, and it's just, yeah, it's just really, it's a lot of really pretty shots of, like, woods and stuff like that, but it's just people walking and then intercut by, like, oh, so we're going to see what the bear's up to for the last ten minutes. Yeah, that's all I care about. I, exactly. It, it, that was my whole problem, was any time that the bear was not on screen, I could not give less of a fuck about any of the characters. Rest in peace, Ray Liotta. I think this is the last one on, uh, on that screen. That was his last it? one, yeah. What's your favorite Ray Liotta performance? I mean, it's got to be Goodfellas. Nah, bro, it's, it's the dad in blow. <laughs> Dad and Blow. That's he's my favorite Ray Liotta performance. I see that one. Yeah. It's or wasn't he? Uh... He's the voice in Vice City too, and Grand Theft Auto. That's true. That's true. Tommy, whatever. 
He's had a good little run. <laughs> nice little career there, old Ray Liotta, with our hot take about. Yeah. You know who had it? Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. Oh, <laughs> nah, he's incredible in Goodfellas. But um, yeah, no, I wanted to see that movie. I haven't gotten around to it yet. They dropped a bunch of really good shit all at once in the theater. Yeah. Um, and I just didn't get around to that one. But I, I did go twice to the theater. I just that one eluded me. I saw, <laughs> yeah, Creed three. Yeah, we're on the the continuation. What the fuck haven't I been watching? Creed three. Which Michael Sorry. still hasn't seen Creed 1 or 2. No, I've seen Creed 1. See, that's Michael lying right there. No, I have. No, I've kidding. seen Creed 1, yeah. Yeah, no, Creed 1's the best moment. <laughs> cut to smash cut to next year. Next year. <laughs> Great confessional. I've never I've seen, seen Creed 1. Any of the Creed movies. I don't even know how to spell Creed. <laughs> I googled Creed and I listened to an album. That's what I did. <laughs> I got them mixed up. Yeah, no, I'm... I was like, this isn't about Scott Stapp at all. At all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what would you rate Cocaine Bear? And The Bear. Just do them in one. <laughs> Average it out. <laughs> uh, and make it kitchen and cocaine related there's uh, a challenge for you as a writer <laughs> uh, they both get a C grade hey I see what you did there yeah I see what you did there they both there. get a C grade it's a little too close to a real scale but you, pivot, mean, you pivoted just I enough mean, that was pretty good you kind of paid me in a quarter there I know I was like testing your skills as a writer and improvisationalist <laughs> podcasting host you okay. Passed. Okay. Yeah. Now, now name an occupation and a place. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, bear, uh, woods. Oh shit. <laughs> like, anyways, oh uh, man. Now I did go to the theater though recently. Um, oh, what you been watching? Oh yeah, shit. Um, I saw a sneak preview for the Dungeons and Dragons, a movie with Chris Pine and um, Michelle Chris Rodriguez. Michelle Rodriguez and Hugh Grant's in it and. Um, Rene Jean he's, he's Page, the, whatever. He's the bad guy, isn't he? Uh, Hugh Grant? He is. Yeah, he is. He's the facilitator of the bad guy. Okay, okay. He's Yeah, he's the. he thinks he's in charge. I'll just put it like that. Okay. He is the bad guy, though, yeah. He's Uncle Douchebag, pretty much. Okay, okay. Man, I'll tell you what, man. I, I think I get tired of the internet sometimes. I appreciate it sometimes when uh-huh. I see certain memes. I'm like, God bless you, internet. You're undefeated. But, um... <laughs> Sometimes, man, people just get so fucking negative about it. I see people shitting all over the movie before it even came out. They're like, it's going to be crap. Just utter crap. Yeah. It's like, dude, first off, ask yourself, what do you want out of a Dungeons and Dragons movie? Uh, I want to see them go into a cave and or dungeon. Yeah. I want to have at least one of the classes, you know, a fighter, a mage, a a bard, a, you know, barbarian. We're good, right? The classes are there? Cool. I'm going to see some orcs. Yep. Uh, I want to see... Uh, oh, wait. A fucking dragon. How about yeah, that? How about that? Check those boxes, then. All right, cool. Yeah, no, I... Man, it's weird. I went with uh, my buddy Ryan and his girlfriend, and he's always told me, man, she's really negative. She's really negative. And we can bleep her name out later if yeah, this doesn't work out. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's all good, though. It's all love. Um, but we were, uh, we were... Beforehand, I'm making small talk about, ironically enough, Cocaine Bear. He's like, oh, I saw Cocaine Bear last Saturday. Oh, cool. How was it? Fucking terrible. Worst thing I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> cool. Cool. Like, and again, you're, I'm not hating on anyone for disliking something, but it's just, there's nowhere to go in the conversation from that. You know what I mean? The yeah. worst thing I've ever seen. What about it? Didn't you like fucking everything? Cool. Really? Did you like a soda? The, some gummy the, bears? The like, worst thing you've ever seen? Like, I don't know. I saw like ice's beheading videos when I was right. like 14 <laughs> and those were pretty terrible. I don't know. Like, right. remember 9-11? Yeah, remember right. seeing that? That was, that was pretty, that was 20, pretty bad. 2001. Yeah, that was pretty <laughs> But okay. But you're right. You're right. Cocaine bear was worse than that. Yeah. And then, so, <laughs> so then we watched the Dungeons and Dragons movie and I was like, oh, what'd you think? You know, terrible. I hated every second. Like, cool. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh well, it is what it is. Again, don't hate people for their opinions. You know, I don't hate anybody really, but you know, I have I respect the fact that you're allowed to have it. It was just like, man, this is a hard conversation. Because <laughs> even then, what are you gonna say? Like, oh, I actually kind of enjoyed it. They're like, huh? You're right, right. All right. Well, you're dumb. Yeah. But no, in all seriousness, I I actually like the D and D movie. I mean, it was like not Oscar winning. But if you like Guardians of the Galaxy and like fun light romps, sure, like, that's what it is. The stakes are—I mean, it's fucking obviously fantasy. There's a lot of and a lot of people go, "Oh, it's just going to be Easter eggs." The movie. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, thank you. Who cares, dude? Right. There's, there's a rich lore. Ooh, look, there's a gelatinous cube. Ooh, look, a mimic. Ooh, owl bear. Ooh, they did yeah. a fucking wraith. They did a beholder. They did a yeah, uh, whatever. They mention places. They say Baldur's Gate like eight times. Fucking eight. Yeah, it's 
and even then, like that doesn't take away from the movie. That's just hey, for those of you who will catch this at all, these any movie that you see that's fantasy based. I watched the clip of Willow, the new one, mm-hmm. and they go past the shattered seas. I don't know what the fuck that is. So it's, to anyone else that doesn't know, it doesn't matter. Right. Like, it's just for us people that know. At least they were like, "Hey, name some things that exist in the D and D lore, as far as you know." Right. As opposed to just making up yeah, random which, shit, which they could even and go, "Hey, guess what? This is our campaign. Eat a dick." Right. Right. And right. they could homebrew. Yeah, homebrew. <laughs> like who cares? And so. I don't know, man. I see a lot of hate on it. Uh, the movie's out now. It just came out this Friday. I saw it like two weeks ago. I enjoyed it, man. It's They do little in-jokes with the fact of like, the bard is kind of useless. Like, <laughs> I would wholeheartedly disagree. No. But, as a fan of someone who plays bards. No, no. I'm just... But you know, like, the meta of the game is like, everyone's kind of like, what does a bard really do? Like, they're we not... We seduce our way in and out of every situation. There you go. That's Michael's. <laughs> we'll talk about the, our D&D campaign if you want. Good, good segue. Um, yeah, Matthew... Actually, we played D&D last night. Matthew rode a decaying dragon out of the sky as we defeated it to yeah, earth it's yeah. fucking rad as we right? crashed an airship it was dope and he dropped he dropped a gnar on us that's right he dropped the gnar bra nah bruh <laughs> so yeah so we played D&D um, I don't know man people gonna shit we're nerds I don't know if you picked that up figured it out yet <laughs> but um yeah people are gonna shit on it They're like oh it's fucking the tiefling and, and it's funny cause we do the same things with comic books where somebody's gonna look at the tiefling character and be like she's too tall to be a tiefling historically in lore <laughs> <laughs> like just shut up just enjoy something like god damn. Uh, Hugh Jackman could never be Wolverine cause technically Wolverine is like 5 foot 3 and Hugh Jackman is clearly 6 foot 2 and yeah. so therefore he disqualified from being Wolverine oh wait he's awesome Never mind. yeah exactly <laughs> exactly and I get it like we all try to gatekeep stuff to a certain point but and even then, people are like, that might say, oh, I get it. When a band is too big to fit in your back pocket, you stop liking them. And the worst thing it's going to do is bring attention to the game. Yeah. Of somebody that's never played before and go, oh, man, I I really like that. What's, what is a, I don't know what even called, the illusion pumas. That are in the, <laughs> I don't know what they're called, the casters or whatever. What is that? What is a beyonder? What is this? What is a tiefling? What is? Oh, yeah, yeah. And so there's a lot of like meta jokes in too. Like I said, the bard being... Like, for lack of a better word, kind of useless. He sure. just makes a plan, is all he does. And he's like, so we have the plan. What else do we need you for? And he's like, well, if the plan falls through, then I'm going to need to be there to make a second plan. He's like, so you just, just make bad plans right. then. So, right, so make a better plan right now. Yeah, and exactly. then <laughs> and there's like sit little, your ass on the couch. <laughs> yeah, just go away. And um, there's a funny part where people try to tell their backstory. And they just cut them off like, we don't care. <laughs> As someone who has written many a backstory. Yeah, that never come to life. Never come to life. It's, you guys should really ask about my sister. We don't we give, don't a, give fuck. a shit. What do you roll? Yeah. What's your movement? Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, we're here to yeah, raid this down. Have I mentioned my sister Lorelai again? Yeah. No? Alright. So it's it's little stuff for the people that do play where it's not like hammering it home for you. Mm-hmm. But it's just little kind of inside jokes of kind of like the paladin is most paladins that you play, you have to really go out of your way because unless you're an oath breaker, which we're gonna be in fucking nerds right now, sure. Most paladins have an oath and that's what makes them like a lawful good character. Right. I dedicate myself to the to idea X, of yeah. loyalty or trust or love or, whatever or it is. this yeah. particular god or whatever. Of yeah, whatever it is. And so they bring Rene Page Jean or Jean Page Rene from. You are saying the name wrong. It is Rene Jean Page. Right. That guy. Who's from one of those. Uh, what's the British show on Netflix? <laughs> I don't know. Royal Tenderbombs. I watch I America. Know. I know, right? <laughs> USA! 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 <laughs> but he's some real handsome dude and he plays the paladin. And, like, again, the meta joke about paladins is they're fucking buzzkills. Uh-huh. And this guy is completely that. So, right. again, it's kind of a wink to, like, people that know of, like, they kind of hit the nail kind of properly, pretty squarely. And it's not yeah. like you have to play a paladin that way, but usually people are like, I'm a paladin and my crest is this. And you're like, fuck, <laughs> fuck, it's about to be lame. Hey, guys, guess what? We are not going to be able to murder anybody Anyone. this game. <laughs> and it's also the same way with people that are just like, chaotic evil oh yeah because yeah. at some point you're just like we go here and we kill everyone and we, we right. pill and you're just I like, try to rob everybody while they're while everybody's asleep like okay I wake up and stab you and stab you roll a roll new roll character, character. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking ridiculous unless everyone's on board right it's fucking lame but I I'm not trying to be an asshole it's just what my character would do like no you wrote the character you're an asshole yeah, you're an asshole for writing that character don't do that yeah 
whatever. Uh, I'm kind of a rogue and a loner. All right, why are you playing with a team right now? Like, yeah. Go have your solo adventure exactly. by yourself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a Sorry. really good point. We're just going to bitch about D&D tropes yeah, for the whatever. next 20 minutes. Fuck it, dude. <laughs> oh, well, we had a platform that we can talk about the stuff we want to talk about on. I say that in my daily all the time now. I'll bring up a reference and nobody will know what I'm talking about. I'm like, damn, boy, I wish I had a platform to go talk about some more fucking nonsense that you guys can follow. <laughs> force people if listen. only I put my references out there for, I don't know, all the world, all to, the hear, world to hear. And, you know, it's free and you guys could just, I don't know, listen, listen. and then keep up with me. I'm yeah, just saying. Exactly. Oh, speaking of references, shout out to Kesta, always bright. You can <laughs> You can find us at what you've been watching podcast at gmail.com at facebook.com at Dudley Bros Podcast. That's Look right. for the colorful banner done by the great MK Dudley, Dudley Art. Art. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Sorry about that. There's a reference. No, that was great. Pivot out <laughs> in the business. Back to it. So yeah, D&D movie. We're going to just write the ship. Yeah, it's all right. We got off course. We're in it. We're in it now. I, you guys are getting a true what you've been watching. The last two um, were crazy structured. Oh, man. So we're getting this out of our system so. before we uh, come Go. back with some <laughs> a little bit more structured than this episode. But we need it, man. It's therapeutic for us, too. Of I haven't kicked it with Michael yeah. We got we to... Not only... We're not just about facts and figures and trying to figure out, you know, who the... What the most dominant sequels in, in all of movie history are. We gotta have our own irreverence. Yeah, this is this is for us. Fuck yeah, most definitely. You guys are just welcome to join in. So yeah, D and D movie. Join in on that. <laughs> Talk about it. D and D's nuts. D and C's. D and CDs. <laughs> Anyways, um, now I would recommend it. I would give it. Um, I'm trying to think of something from D and D lore. Uh, nine fireballs. Nine. Nine fireballs. Wow. I mean, I guess it depends on how enclosed of a space we're talking. It's like level two cast, though. Okay, okay. Over a campaign, you did some damage. All right. Okay. You know, you rolled okay. Doesn't mean you hit them all. I'm going expl- to stop explaining the, the, the review. <laughs> the review stands as is. Nine fireballs. You go watch the goddamn movie and determine it. But no, I did like it, though. Check it out. Uh, right. What else did we watch? Uh, I watched uh, The Righteous Gemstones. You ever heard of that show? I have. Oh, that's the that's the one that's it's like the televangelist family. It's got John Goodman yeah. and um, Adam Divine, Adam Divine, and uh, Kenny, not Kenny Powers, fucking Kenny uh, Powers, Kenny Powers, Danny um, McBride, Danny McBride. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Who I fucking adore. Of, of course, of course, yeah. Uh, I have not seen it. it again. It's one of those. It's been on my list. It's just I've had other things going on, and I I tend to obsess over series like I can't just jump in and jump out kind of thing like it bugs me um, so if I'm going to sit down and watch a series I need to sit down and watch the whole series um, but just haven't gotten around to it tell me about it I have not I'm about a little halfway through season one and it was a pivotal point that happened and then I just was like all right cool it's a good stopping point because the next episode was like an interlude about the parents so about um, uh, I'm almost called him Kenny Powers about Danny McBride's mother um, but it's a good show, though. It's it, it is you described it pretty thusly, and it's a televangelist family like that runs a mega church, but a a, a more than one mega mega church is, and mm. it's like a franchise almost. And their last name is Gemstone, and that's why they're the Righteous Gemstones. And let's just say they have a lot of skeletons in the closet. And Danny McBride, it's a really dark show. Okay, um, it's a really dark show, and it's really fucked up that some of the things that they do. Um, it's very traditional Southern. They have a sister in the family who's just like pretty much not allowed on stage with them and stuff and is like to be subservient. And lo and behold, when you find out about their mother who passed away, there's three of them. It's Adam Devine is the youngest brother. Mm-hmm. Then there's the sister. And then there's a uh, Jenny McBride. And then John Goodman is the dad. Right. So and their, their mother passed away. And so you kind of find out that the mother was really like the shit. She was the brains of the whole operation and mm-hmm. just kind of was the, the spark behind John Goodman's presence. And so the you find out that the daughter has some of that too, and there's stealing from the church and uh, blackmail and extortion and people trying to just get away with whatever they it's can. It's amazing how they get all the tiny details right. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> the little things, the little things. Um, but it's a good show. I would say that it's not as funny as East Mountain Down, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it's trying to be. There's still funny shit that happens, but like... Danny McBride in, in Eastbound and Down is known for just being an asshole. So whatever sure. you say, he's just going to rip on you for. 
You're like, this fucking asshole over here is trying to, you know, do this or whatever. That was a bad impression, but he's really quick with it in that show. I almost want to cut that out, but we're going to leave it in. <laughs> he's really bad. But he'll just rip on people in Eastbound and Down. And he's just an asshole that doubles down on everything he does, but he does it really comedically. And you still kind of like him. Sure. He's kind of anti-heroish in a, in a weird way, as you're like kind of hoping, like, just get your shit together, Kenny. Just get yeah, your shit together. of course, of course. And in this one, there's a little bit less redeeming qualities for everybody. Well, yeah. It's a little bit, at least in season one. I'm not sure. I'm sure there's more, but they're all just not good people, like just across the board. And they just play it up for church and they just make buku buku bank day in and day out. And there's little funny jokes of like their, the Danny McBride's one son's name, I think is like, it's something biblical. It's like Ezekiel Abraham or, or something right, like right, that. Right. And his other son's name is Damien. And Damien just fucking hates him. <laughs> and the shit he talks to his dad is just awesome. It's like, fuck you, dad. I hate you. <laughs> he goes in to kiss him goodnight. And he's like, ugh, gay wad. He's like, what? <laughs> Oh, yeah. But it's, again, I don't think it's as funny as he's bounding down, but it's it's been a really entertaining show, and it's really dark. It's, okay. It takes a twist. It's like, holy shit, we're doing this now? Okay. So, people get murdered, and, yeah. but Wow, okay. Yeah. So it's pretty fun, though. I, so it's I gotta, like Sopranos meets, like, the 500 Club or something like that, or the 700 Club. 700 Club, yeah. but, yeah. Sorry, I didn't want to short them the 200. I know, really. Jesus. <laughs> it's like one of the longest-running shows on television, too. That's actually a really good way to describe it, Michael. You mm-hmm. should write the back of the DVD box description. <laughs> I would love that job. Yeah. Oh my God, I would love that job. Yeah, you do. You actually pretty well at that. Somebody's got to do it. Fucking a. But yeah, um, I don't know where I'm sending my application, but I'm working on my well, resume dear right now. Paramount. <laughs> Remember DVDs? <laughs> I'd like to revive a struggling business for yeah, you. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, I would really please write that letter. <laughs> And you write your own version to what you've been watching podcast at gmail.com. That's right. We'll read them online. Yeah, that'd be great. Make us laugh. That's a really good description, <laughs> though. Um, I was, there was a point I was going to say about it, but then you really knocked it out of the park with the 700 Club meets the Sopranos. Hey, man, I got the elevator pitch uh, down, baby. That was good, man. That was good. So I'll let you know how that one plays out, but uh, it's a pretty dark show and enjoyable so far. Right on. I'll, I'll let you know how the season. Who's the Who's the one to watch of 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 anybody? I mean, John Goodman, Adam Devine, Kenny Powers. Those are all pretty like heavy hitter actors in terms of. So, um, if you had to pick one superstar to be like, that's the one to watch. Who's the Valley Kilmer of this? Valley Kilmer's of it. Um, I don't know the actress's name. You, I've seen her face in a bunch of comedic stuff. I, I do not. I should not. I should have googled it before I did this. But the sisters. I'm, I'm interested in where her character goes. Is it Rebel Wilson? No, it's not. Is it Kristen Wiig? No. I'm out. And I don't know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Kelly they're, in a, they're in everything. Yeah. Melissa McCarthy? No. Ah, oh, shit. I'm out. No, you'll when you see her, you'll be like, oh, she's been in a lot of shit. I, I can't remember her name. But she's a... But I'm a huge Adam Devine fan mm-hmm. as well. Like I just like him as a person. Yeah. He was on episode of Two Bears, One Cave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two Bears, I, I saw Caves. that. Yeah. But um, He was I, hysterical. He talks about how he lost his virginity like after a Blink-182 concert. And he, as they're as you know, they're getting hot and heavy. He just decides to like put on the Blink One Eighty Two CD, just be like, "Wasn't this concert awesome?" Uh. And like as he's getting ready, all the small things play starts playing, and so he like realizes how awkward he is, and so he's like, more like all the medium things, right? And his girl's like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> the best part is he goes. I finished before the song was over. So then I had to sit there in silence with that bad joke while all the That's small... a minute 45 song, yeah. second song. <laughs> yeah. It's like. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a funny dude, man. Uh, but so, curious. anyway, go, go listen to that podcast. But yeah, and I would review The Righteous Gemstones. With about, let's see, 13 Bible Belt states. 13? Yeah. Isn't that all the Bible Belt states? I don't know. Whatever. There's, okay. 50, there's 50 states. So <laughs> you take it which way I'm going with this scale. We're going to turn them all into the Bible Belt. Yeah. Other than that, though, man, I have been, this is our sub-segment of what you've been watching. Oh, what, what you've you been game? playing. Yeah. How, how you've been gaming, what you've been, what you've been playing. I've been on a How you've been man. sticking. Yeah. What you've been sticking. 
Or I could talk about Tommy Boy and Black Sheep. Watch both of those. We can do that first. Okay. Watch Tommy Please. Boy and Black Sheep. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I watched that. <coughs> I just love that I'm going to have to come back and cut out that whole middle part. Nah, just leave it. <laughs> just no. leave it. But speaking of Adam Devine and Burt Kreischer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think we both watched a little something, a certain Netflix comedy special. Yeah, yeah. New Burt Kreischer special. Uh, Razzle Dazzle. Razzle Dazzle. What'd you think, man? It was it was uh, it was really good. I to be fair, I think it was probably one of his weakest showings, just in terms of it didn't it didn't quite hit the same notes that he did on Secret Time and of course the Machine. Um, uh, hey, I, I like Hey Big Boy and and Secret Time a little better than the Machine. Well, the Machine ends strong as shit. Of course, but I mean, the just, whole special is a little bit. He's still finding his rhythm. I think. Sure, but, sure, but, but nothing but, wrong with any all four of them. But. I I think the main problem with with that I have with with this special is uh, full confession. You and I went and saw Burt Kreischer when he was in Tallahassee. And so some of the stories had already been ruined for me. Not ruined, but I had seen the bit. And kind of the whole point of comedy is hearing it for the first time, you know. Right. And, and, and letting, letting the surprise of where it goes wash over you. Um, so even when he was setting up bits, I could see sort of the thread that he was making. Um, but still wholly enjoyable I mean again it's a dude Burt Kreischer is a phenomenal storyteller and those are all my favorite comedians you know George Carlin and Eddie Murphy and and uh, Patton Oswalt you know all fantastic storytellers it's yeah. just they, they sort of tell you about their life and here's a thing that happened and weave in jokes here and there rather than you know the like more so than the Rodney Dangerfields or the Richard Pryors yeah. or the you know well, I guess Richard Pryor. Pryor. Yeah, he was pretty good at it. Yeah. I know what you mean, though. The, the setup, punchline, boom. Right, yeah, right. I gotcha. Um, so, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was phenomenal. Um, I think him talking about his wife and, and sort of like the love-hate relationship that they have is very super relatable in terms of, you know, very obvious that, you know, they're just a couple that have been married for years now and they've just sort of learned to tolerate each other's bullshit. Yeah, um... They do. He definitely rips on his family a lot. Like, he calls his daughters mean names, but like, what the fuck are they gonna say? It's like he's he's making good money off of it. That's right. So like, yeah. Well, he even has that joke. He's like, "Do you like those braces I got you? You like that car I got you for your 16th birthday? All told off of your stupid ass stories." Yep. Yep. No, I agree with you. We did see him in Tallahassee, and so we knew some like the one where he's at the auction. Mm-hmm. We were dying laughing when we saw it the first time. But uh, he told a story when he was in town that didn't make the cut. Yeah, but, about the the family dog passing away and everything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Which that's why I've seen a couple comedians over the last year or two. I've seen Chappelle, I've seen Bill Burr, mm-hmm. I've seen Tom Segura, and I've seen Burt Kreischer. And wow. Dave Chappelle brought Jeff Ross and Mo Amir. And wow, like he brought some heavy hitters. With Hell him. yeah, dude! Yeah, look and at you getting your comedy bonus yeah, in there. Yeah, I got to get a couple more in. And I think I'll be all right. Um, but I heard uh, Cosby is touring. Yeah, I've, I'd see. He, he's been to FAMU a bunch of times. <laughs> so um, no, Bert. When we went there, that was the most. I, I enjoyed that show the most. One because it was like he was back home in Tallahassee, mm-hmm. even though he's not from here. Obviously, the machine story took place at Florida State, which right. is dear to my heart. So like. There, it felt like we were kind of just hanging out a little bit more, as opposed to it was like telling, when he went into the machine store, it went on for an extra 10 minutes. Sure. Because he was dropping, like, when he said, I'm going to tell that story, don't worry, so don't ask for it. But just know, I'm going to give you guys extra details so you know exactly what it is I'm talking about. And he was bringing up building numbers, and he brought out, like, hey, the person who did right. that is back there. And, right. you know, the, the I used to live at this apartment, and yeah. on this street, and, yeah. like, the gate code is 8514. yeah. Oh my god, I should have given that out. Yeah. So he was uh he was really intimate and like so where that story he told about the dog didn't make it into the cut. Yeah. Uh, the, the family dog the family dog yeah. passing and we all were like crying with him. But he did replace it with a story that was fucking hilarious about the escape room. Yeah. He didn't tell that one when we were there. Right. I remember my girlfriend uh and her son Sawyer saw it. Uh, saw Bert as well, and that was when they were up in Maryland. And they told me, "Oh, did you hear about the escape room story?" I was like, "I don't remember that one." Yeah. So that was a really pleasant surprise about his dad and all they wanted for uh, their birthday was to see them two go at it in an escape yeah, room yeah, yeah. for an Basically, hour. He asked his daughters, "Like, uh, what do you want for your birthday?" And they they played him with like, "We want to go to an escape room," and the whole point was just to get 
Bert and his dad together in a room together because they knew that there was going to be explosions. And they were like, that's all we wanted for my birthday. It was just to see you guys go at it. Yeah. Bert's like, I'm going to have a panic attack and he's going to lose his shit. On he's going to murder someone. Yeah. So hope you get what you wanted, kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, no, it was, uh, he really is. Love or hate the guy, he's a really good comic. You can't deny the skill yeah. of, of his craft. You right. know, and he, he, he knows what he's doing. He might not be your particular flavor of Kool Aid. Hey, but, uh, <laughs> but again, the guy's a phenomenal storyteller. Like he knows how to weave a yarn. You know, like I can't speak for how like true it is or how you know he he's been known to embellish details here and there, according to his best friends. But yeah, and wife and everybody. <laughs> But, but but I'm with but, it though, man. But again, you know, never let the truth get in the way of a good story. That's so right. say I, it again for the people in the back. I never let the truth get in the way of a good story, bro. Ain't that the truth? So. Rest in peace, Uncle Richard. We had an uncle. Uh, he was not a real uncle. We live in the South. Right, right, right. He was technically my mother's cousin, but I've always called him Uncle Richard. Dude, so. any any male figure that's older than you is just uncle. Um, every, uncle. every female figure that's older than you is just auntie. Yeah, and trust me, there is a difference between there's some uncles I have I do not call unk. Unk is a certain... Unk might get drunk and show his ass at a party. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's right, Unk. Right, unk right. might... There's a difference between Unk Richard and Uncle Richard. Yeah. Those that know the difference already know what I'm talking about. And that was a pointless explanation. But unk, <laughs> that was, that, was a, that was a joke for two, two particular people. families. Yeah, they know. No, I just mean people... I know a lot of people that, oh, that's Unk. Don't worry about him. Right. Uncle might have a little too many to sleep on your couch for a little bit and be like, he'll get up when he's ready. That's get right. up, get some barbecue and That's head right. Home. Don't worry. He's going to come back with... Yeah. With milk and eggs for everybody, right. we, we going to feast. It's right. going to be okay. That's Unk, so. Yeah, you drank up all the beer last night, but don't yeah. worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'll make up. So, no, we had Uncle Richard, and he was he was so full of crap, and I mean that in the best way possible, of like, I would, being with him when some things took place, and then watching him tell that story uh -huh. back to other people was one of my favorite experiences, because it was all, the fish was always bigger, <laughs> but not in a way of just like, it was bull crap, but I never cared. Not for a single second. Like, I have a pretty high bullshit meter, and people would be surprised what I let them get away with if I actually were to be like, dude. But I think Michael does, too. It's yeah. like, it's all good. But his was, his was not from a place of, like, deceit. It was what it, Maybe it was his ego. I don't fucking know. But uh, I always enjoyed that. And so that was a kind of a lesson that when you first told me that, uh, when you said about don't let the truth get in the way of a good story, mm -hmm. I always had a natural appreciation for that as is. And so Burt Kreischer kind of fills that void a little bit of just yeah. everything, like, everything is either, everything's more dramatic than it really was. Sure. If it was, if it was I got hit by a car, it was like, and then I bounced off the car, and I get up, and the lady's looking at, and it's really like, they nudged you. you right. You know, like, that's the actual truth, but that's not interesting. So. Well, it's, it's to think I saw it on Mulberry Street, you know? Yeah. Like, like what so happened? I, I, I. I saw a horse and a cart. Okay, well, that's pretty boring, but what if it was a zebra pulling a cart? Well, you know, zebra pulling a cart, that's no good. And what if he's pulling a brass band, and then there's airplanes, and then I get the key to the city, and then Adriana Chechik comes down, and like... <laughs> Keep going. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, paint yourself out of that. <laughs> yeah, but we were talking about... <laughs> we got we got sidetracked. We we're talking about Razzle Dazzle. Uh I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a, you know, I think it was a little bit weaker than than some of his previous outings, but not to his detriment. Not that it's completely unwatchable. It's just not nearly as tight as I think his other two were. Yeah, I, it's hard for me to be a judge because I had known the jokes, and that's and that's how it works. And like when I when I asked Sawyer because uh, Sawyer came, hey, you see Bert's new thing? I was like, oh shit, I didn't even know he dropped one. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, turn on Netflix, you'll see him. I was like, all right, cool. I go, how is it? And the first thing he said to me is Angie's kid. It was really good, but it's just hard to be a judge because I've seen a lot of the bits. Right. I was like, yeah, I gotcha. I right, gotcha. Right, right. He wasn't wrong. It's still really enjoyable to watch him do his thing. And his delivery, he obviously, by this point, by the time you record it, you know when to punch it up, when to, you, you've worked it out. You've, you've, right. you've when to wait. It. Yeah. Right. When to wait for the pause, when yeah. to let it, you know, let the audience sit in certain yeah. statements. Or... You think of new deliveries. Think of, oh, this works a little better here. The right. flow of things is a little different. So. Still, just watching do that was was a blast. So I have no. That's how it works. You you write the material, you tour the material, you shoot the material, you can the material. Yeah, it's 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 that's all editing. Cycle. It's editing, editing, editing. But you're witnessing it live. It's every time you see a comedian go up and tell jokes, they're just editing their material. It's yeah. it's them revising it and going, well, what if I did this joke before that joke, or what if I changed this word in the joke 
because then it has a little bit more punch. Or if, if I say this joke and then just let the audience sit on it, then it allows me to go take them to a new place that they weren't expecting to go on the next joke. You know, yeah. it's it's yeah, it's fantastic. It really is a, a it's a finesse art form. It, man, we're I think we're both pretty big fans of stand up. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think we appreciate the craft for what it is, you know. And it's I'm not that big. It's the true last vestige of of free speech. But like, I mean, it can it, be. But it just like any be. other art, you know, like not not every movie is going to be Schindler's List. Not every movie, right. you know, not every statue is going to be the Pieta. Not every, you know, like it it can be. It doesn't necessarily mean it is. Right. Yeah, Mar- I uh, watched Mark Maron's special as well, the new one on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget what it's called. It, uh, whatever, something bleak, bleak to whatever it is. It's the new one by Mark Maron. I'm Jewish and complaining. Uh, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> That's the bit. But um, he has a bit in there talking about like, oh, you can't even do free speech anymore. And he's like, so you cancel culture comics? All five of you, what are you going to do? Talk about the same shit over and over and over? He's like, you can say whatever you want. You're just not fucking funny enough, right? Like. He's going to bitch about how you can't say anything. And then he made a joke later. He, he circled back to it. And it was some joke about Jesus and abortion. All this stuff wrapped up into one. And he's like, but yeah, but remember cancel culture comics. It's like, you can say whatever the fuck you right. want. Just be funny about it. And right. I know Bert isn't that kind of guy to like really push the envelope. In terms no, of, no, no, no. He doesn't no. talk politics or religion or any of that. No, he's pretty surface no, level. But yeah. he's still really good at what he does. And so I, I appreciate the fact that like. In comedy, there is some truth to it being like, oh, you kind of can say whatever you want. And it's okay to, like, Dave Chappelle said it best. And, you know, it's, I don't say what I say to be mean. I say it because it's the funniest thing to say. Right. I'm a comedian. I'm right. going for the joke. This is what it is. So I, I appreciate shit like that. And it's it's a art form I truly do respect. So here's to many more. I here's hope to so. many more. Fuck yeah. But, uh, yeah. Other than that, though. Yeah, we'll take a quick break. What's our sponsor today? Uh, stand-up comedy. Uh, go support a local show and witness an art form. And we are back from our sponsors. Stand-up comedy. Go support local theater. Yeah. Some funny people I know. Get your tight five for Letterman right. <laughs> so speaking of fat, overweight comedians that will probably die early or have died early, <laughs> which is a great pivot, I also watched Tommy Boy and Black Sheep. Nice, yeah. nice. Got my. They were on uh, HBO Max, and I watched one, and then the other was like suggested for you. I'm like, fuck it, let's of roll. Of course, right? Yeah, no. Tommy Boy is a really underrated comedy, man. It's I don't know if it's underrated. It's it's really funny though, man. It's slept on a lot. I think uh, people forget about it. I mean, essentially, they're kind of the same movie. It's Chris Farley has to go save his brother's business and or political campaign, and uh, not David. Ro- David, David, Spade. Rob- David Spade. David Spade. Re- that was your movie. <laughs> what I did to you, Panama. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, one is saving his dad. Tommy Boy is saving the Brake Company, and the other one's kind of saving his brother's political campaign. Mm-hmm. I mean, of the two, Tommy Boy is better. You think? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it the what they're known for best is. Chris Farley being kind of a lovable buffoon who's somehow surprisingly agile and nimble, <laughs> um, but also kind of lovable, but just dumb as hell. And David Spade being the snarky, like, I'm above you kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, sardonic, caustic yeah. kind of. And in Black Sheep, he still is like that, but they're not like that to each other. Like, he uh, he calls him an idiot back and forth. He's like, Are you idiot? And he's Chris Chris Farley talking to David Spade in Black Sheep. And he doesn't really do that a lot mm-hmm. in Tommy Boy. He accepts the fact that he is the idiot. So he's just like, man, shut up, Richard. Like, <laughs> he doesn't, he's not as mean to him or doesn't really rib him back. And he does that a little bit more in Black Sheep. And the dynamic between Chris Farley and David Spade works better. Oh, of course. When David Spade is being a snarky little prick. Because he yeah. plays one really well. Right, right. And Chris, Ro- or Chris Farley being the lovable. I would buffoon. watch that movie. I would watch that too. Um <laughs> So yeah, no, it's good. I just there's a part in and Black Sheep also really relies on him falling down, like Pratt fall after Pratt fall, and him oh, yeah. like a lot of physical comedy. And there's a little bit more delivery to it in Tommy Boy. But there's a scene in, in Black Sheep. I was kind of half in, half out. I was trying to fall asleep, but I kept smiling. <laughs> when he's falling down the hill, and yeah. he grabs the little plant. And he's like, "Thank you, little roots. <laughs> Be strong." 
<laughs> oh god! Yeah. You see him like he's so good. He's ripping it out as he's doing it. He's pulling so hard that it's just letting go. But thank you, little roots. It's a really good, good bit. <laughs> and uh, the first time you see the fat guy, little coat, and yeah, Tommy yeah, Boy, yeah. like an instant classic, man. Hey yeah. Richard, who's your favorite little rascal? Yeah. Alfalfa or Spanky? <laughs> spanky, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the way he talks to the one chick he's like I have what you call a little bit of a weight problem I once had two Polish sausage lodged right here <laughs> his whole dynamic when he orders the chicken wings and he's like I just take this thing that I love so much and I just smash it and I smash it she's like I'm gonna bring you the wings he's like thank you thank you yeah Tommy want wingy Tommy want wingy yeah <laughs> he uh yeah, and, and also you can tell in, in uh, Black Sheep, he looks really coked out of his mind. He constantly has a snot. <laughs> I don't know if it's just him sweating from being overweight or that, but a combination of two. But Come see, come saw. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed those, man. They're, again, I, I definitely think Tommy Boy is the better of the two, though. But. Sure. What about the off-forgot Beverly Hills Ninja? I like that movie. <laughs> I like that movie. I forget who's... There's somebody in that movie that... Uh, Robin Shaw. Also, is Luke it... Luke Kang. Isn't Ninja in that from the past? Uh, maybe. I think he is. No, it might not be. There's somebody in there that I forget that was like, oh yeah, No, is it Casper from Kids? I don't remember. Yeah, that might be it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember, but it's somebody in... <laughs> it's somebody in there. One of those genetic... Is yeah. it Jamie Kennedy? It might be. <laughs> Yeah, those are uh, great, great, great movies. So on to uh, give a shout out to other fat, overweight, heavy drinking comedians <laughs> while we're on the subject. Um, I guess we'll somewhere. Pick... Burt Kreischer's like, I'm the new Chris Farley. I'm the new Chris Farley. That's actually. <laughs> hey, look, man, we put we put Brendan Fraser in the category with Daffy Duck, and what an honor that is. That's right. So, you know what, Burt? We'll give it to you. Well, after the machine comes, we'll see your your physical comedy that's prowess. Right. Cause that's right. Chris Farley's tough to beat. Man. That's a that's yeah. He would take one for the team quite often, man. So, um, but yeah, to pivot into that, uh, the Super Mario movie. Speaking of fat <laughs> stuff, are you excited for that movie at all? No, not why not? Because really. eh, I kind of feel like they did it right the first time with Johnny Legs and <laughs> Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins, really. <laughs> Let us not forget the illustrious Dennis Hopper as King Koopa. As King Koopa, yeah. I don't know. I'm excited about it, man. I'm trying not to watch any trailers because apparently it's they're taking it like old school. I think it's like under 90 minutes, like 85 or 88 minutes or something like Sweet. that. Sweet. I think that's about all I can take on that. Yeah. And so, I mean, how how do you expand the Mushroom Kingdom into like a Lord of the Rings level trilogy event? There'll be more. There's a lot of lore in Mario. As long as they do Mario Kart racing and or pushy penguins, we are good to go. That's what actually made me want to see it. In the trailer, the king, the penguin king runs up to Koopa and he throws an ice ball at him. And I was like, there's pushy penguins in this movie? Like, I'm I'm there. I'm there. So, there's, I'm a sucker, man. You just... Give me some Yoshi. Actually, I hope they save Yoshi because there's going to be a second one. No, that's got to be... He's gonna, Yoshi's going to come in in either the last 15 minutes or the stinger at the end. He better be. I like, I mean, you can kind of guess what it is. Luigi's the damsel in distress as opposed to Peach because it doesn't pass whatever test that is otherwise. The Bictel test. Yeah, the Bictel test, yeah. It won't otherwise and she needs to be strong and independent or else sure. Anna Taylor Joe won't, won't play her. <laughs> and Charlie Day will gladly play Luigi. So, I don't know. The voice cast looks really good, man. So, I'm, I'm there for it. Who do they have playing Toad? Uh, Keegan-Michael Key. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I'll watch that. Yeah, Hell yeah. Bowser is uh, Jack Black, and I, his voice is metal, bro. Hell you heard yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be gangster, man. Charlie Day's Luigi, Chris Pat's Mario. Yeah, I, the voice casting, I don't know, might leave something to be desired. I just it, he, uh, hearing Chris Pratt try to do his Mario voices, I don't know. We, we'll see. We'll see. I'm reserving judgment, but not the direction I would have gone. It just the only thing I get why they need a star to do it, but like the guy who voices Mario for the last like thirty years is still alive. <laughs> right. It doesn't make sense. It kinda seems like Yeah. If it was live <laughs> action We need somebody to play Optimus Prime. Well is Frank Welker around? He is, but we're gonna get somebody else. Yeah, we're like, get... No, that's yeah. not how that fucking works. It doesn't no. make sense. Yeah. So whatever. Uh but speaking of which we can talk a little uh what you've been playing before we get out of here. Uh, what have I been playing? Oh, I just got onto the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Word is Bond? 
Word is bond, son. If you're into old school, like, smash em up, button mashing side scrollers, you can't beat this one. It's pretty entertaining, man. Uh, and especially with, like, online capabilities, you can go through and play with, I think, up to, like, six people. They throw in Casey Jones. Fuck they throw yeah. in, uh, he's unlockable. They throw in April O'Neil, Splinter. Uh, I think there's a couple of others that might be unlockable that I haven't gotten to yet. So, Did you watch the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trailer, Mutant Mayhem? I did watch it, actually. That's the one that Seth Rogen's doing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who will be the voice of Donkey Kong in the Mario movie as well. <laughs> I'm with it. Let's do it. I'm yeah. With it. Yeah, no. Uh, it's it's very similar to the old school... Um, God, what was the third one? Turtles in Time? That was four. Three was Manhattan. Okay, okay. Yeah. Three was uh, Turtles in Manhattan. Yeah. But no, those, those games fucking rule, man. Like, let's be very real here. It's very much a, a send-up slash reboot slash, you know, reconfiguring of, of that type of thing. So, Shit's highly right. entertainable. Yeah, I was going to... I have the uh, anniversary collection. I still haven't fired it up yet, but I've been on a quest, man. A fucking biblical quest. I have beaten... You might say a Dragon Quest? A Dragon Quest, yes, indeed. I did finally beat Dragon Quest Eight after many, many hours. Uh-huh. I have beaten it officially. I, there's always more to do, but it's like, I'm done. I can... At this point, I'm just—it's a recycling of sure what you've already done. So did that finally after a hundred something hours. I am trying to knock out all my um, role playing games that have been looming over me. So mm-hmm. I'm six badges into Pokemon Blue, about to knock that down. <laughs> and uh, I beat Metroid Fusion. Okay, which was a—it's a great game. Yeah, for Game Boy Advance, they released it on Switch. So knock that out real quick. Oh really? Oh that's cool. Yeah they yeah they yeah man that's. Because they they released Metroid Prime and that's I have a copy of that and I don't I didn't want to start it because one I love that game it's one of my favorite games of all time, but uh, I was like over Mega Man three uh, one of my favorite <laughs> games. three is the answer I played three and beat three also as well I beat all the eight robot masters with just the Buster because I was like need to learn the patterns again but no I uh, I also beat and this is the other thing I want to talk to you about I beat a uh, Zelda a Link to the Past the SNES game for the very first time in my life okay. Yeah, I had gotten through like seven or eight dungeons, and there was only like two left. And I was like, fuck, I still haven't beaten that. And so I just went ahead and knocked it out real quick. So, What'd you think, man? Man, it's, of the Zelda games, it's probably top three, I think. It's pretty hard to beat. I think it's, I haven't played all of them. I've never played Skyward Sword, and I never beat Twilight Princess. But Twilight Princess might, for me, you could, you could argue that either Ocarina of Time or Twilight Princess might be the best Zelda game. Um... But yeah, Link to the Past is pretty hard to beat. That's uh, yeah, it's it. Everything that was built off of it rests on that game shoulders. Yeah, yeah, that was the one that really set down the lore of of you know yeah. the Master Sword and and Ganondorf and you know, just the the alternate having the item the the secondary item. It did it a little bit in the first one, but like that the top down view of everything like that was the one that was like oh it rests on this game shoulders to sure. do and everything was kind of built from that and where it was perfected. And, then it pivoted to 3D with Ocarina and did that for way too long. Where it was just A button does everything. <laughs> uh-huh. Jump this and whatever. So and Breath of the Wild came out. The reason I brought it up is they dropped the new trailer for the uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Have you seen it? I have and, seen it. And the that, gameplay actually. footage of it? It looks amazing. Shit is going to shit looks on everything. beautiful. Like, I am so ready for this. The next gen Zelda game. I mean, Zelda's one of those franchises. I mean, it's it's synonymous with the history of video games. You talk about that, Tetris, Mario, maybe, you know, and those are the classics, you know. Pitfall, maybe you can bring in there. But you can't, it's perfection, and it's only gotten better in every iteration. Well, most iterations. Yeah, they most iterations. There's not like a bad version of it. There's some that are just way better than others. It's the Godfather 3 of it all. Right, right. It's not necessarily a bad movie, but comparatively, it's like... Right, right, right. Give them the last outing. Yeah, they just released some gameplay footage of it, so I was blown away by it. And you meld shit, and you can just take a rock and a stick and mash them together, and you're like, now I have a hammer. So, like, your gameplay shit's going to be crazy, so... But, yeah, it's uh, going to be interesting to see all the different combinations people come up with, like yeah. the, the online community being like, did you know, know if, you that, take, yep. if you take your horse and mix it with your bow and arrow... <laughs> yeah. Horse arrows... <laughs> it's like Monty Python. That's right. Oh man, well we are scraping it's the bottom. Yeah. Uh yeah, I just didn't know if you had seen that yet. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I just mostly just wanted to brag the fact that I beat that many games in six <laughs> time. 
I've been really stressing some of those, and I was like, yeah. Well, uh, between Ninja Turtles and Red Dead, that's pretty much yeah. been my. Uh, but I, I am going after all the uh, all the uh, satchels, so got that going for me. Well, cool. I'm gonna unlock all of those. Well, cool. I think we're scraping the bottom of the barrel here. What you've been watching? <laughs> Into our What You've Been Playing sub-segment. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? We'll talk a little bit about Last of Us. I have not watched the finale yet, so we'll talk about that next. Just save that for next yeah, time. We'll yeah, we'll talk give, about give that Give a chance to watch that. And, and we'll, John Wick 4. Uh, another thing that I need to see so we can talk about that. I, so let's save that for I the next one. teased it. So, uh, yeah. I guess just come back next week. Uh, next same time, channel, same bat, whatever. However the fucking saying goes, hit them with it. <laughs> same bat time, same bat channel. Same bat time, there same bat channel. Cool. Uh, well, uh, I guess I am MD3, signing and out. I am the Marvelous Mike D. Go see a movie. And talk about it with somebody that you love. Wee. <laughs>